Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic costs. Joining me for our Halloween special, we have Kyle Scott. Hello. And Nikasi Ogbana. Hello. And as always on Halloween, we're going full monkey paw. So we're going to be going over the wishes we've had over the last year, since last Halloween. And uh, rather than trying to come up with a balanced cost that someone might want to take or might not, we're just going to come up with an ironic cost that's just going to be the worst. The way that the genie would trick you if you didn't get to hear the cost in advance. Uh, Again, they're not all just going to be like... Cancer. You get cancer for everything. It's got to be ironic. It can't just come out of nowhere. Well, my notes are useless now. (laughs) Yeah, you just wrote the word cancer big on a book. You brought. Why would you even bring a notebook for that? Well, there's all all sorts of cancer. There's bone cancer, blood cancer. Oh, God. What if we can tie the cancer in and it's ironic? I'm not saying it can't be cancer. I'm just saying don't use cancer for everything. So you can still use cancer. Don't worry. We've got our lists in front of us of all these past wishes. Are there any that anyone uh, standing out to you already you just want to go into your terrible cost? Uh, so there's one that is bringing a character from literature into reality and having them marry you. Yes. That cost of them just being removed from the source material is kind of irrelevant because you no longer care about them in the source material. You care about them in the real world as your new love of your life. I, yeah, I think the way we played it was like the idea that the rippling effect of removing source material would mean that like other characters die that you cared about because people Which get invested it? in their fictions. Yeah, use use numbers if you can. We're gonna episode there. thirty. Thirty. We're gonna drop this in back in episode thirty. Yeah, but yeah. So what do you have that's even worse than what we came up with? I could see how ours was balanced. Some people wanted, some people didn't. But what's you got that's even worse? Well, they would still be fictional character. A fictional character, no matter how well-written, is still just a pale imitation of a real person. Your imagination of what uh, someone from fiction, say, you're a 12-year-old boy in love with Hermione Granger. Hermione Granger is not going to be a well-rounded person. Uh, She went to Hogwarts, so she has no idea what anything in the world is about. Yeah, but in her defense, she's also... What do you call those? Uh, She's she's also, you know, born of two humans, so she does have that human knowledge. Oh, right. Yeah, you picked the worst character in Harry Potter for that. The one who does know the most about the muggle world. (laughs) And she's just also ridiculously smart, so she would take it upon herself to learn about all those other cultures and whatnot. So. so let's say Ron Weasley. Let's say you've got a hard on for Ron Weasley. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to, but that's, <laughs> I just say Hermione because it's more socially acceptable. Yeah, well, just be your truth. Uh, okay, so me and Rondo, uh, he's still just that fictional character. He's still just what is on the page, and he's not anything more than that. That is, that's, a, that's not a basis for a real human relationship. So on top of that, though, I wonder, so if you're saying the ironic cost is that they are a fictional character, are they also bound by all fiction tropes? Like, if there's a gun over the mantelpiece and they come to a party, must it go off? Well, <laughs> like, it's a fictional character. It, then it becomes every gun in their presence becomes Chekhov's gun. I think it's more last action hero rules that they are living by the fictional rules that they think exist, but they don't actually apply anymore. So in last action hero... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger can get shot in the movies and it's just a flesh wound, whereas he gets shot in real life and he's about to die. Right. So he assumes he's going to get a flesh wound, but it's actually full on real. Yeah. I mean, that basically means that your loved one will likely 
die very quickly after you bring them into the real world. After And they have a very flat personality, so it's not like there's much to miss. Yeah. Also, they probably don't go to the bathroom very much, even though they have to, because they just... Characters in books yeah, and never movies say. never <laughs> like go to the bathroom. They don't eat food that often. They most of them say they're about to, but I guess that's more of a TV thing. They never actually finish their meals. I mean, I don't tell people when I go to the bathroom. No one knows how often I go. Yeah, but it's, if it's a fictional character, it's not written in. Also, that's a lie. I tell people all the time when I go. That is um, the bulk of my relationship with my girlfriend is us discussing our bathroom habits. We share a place of living. Uh, we are often informing each other like that we're about to go into the washroom or do you need the washroom because I'm going to go. Kyle, the problem is not that you share that information. It's that you say that's the bulk of what you should. You should be sharing something else. You we should to- have more to your relationship. Well, well, we also should be eating healthier. Speaking of bulk. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh-huh. Nice transition, I hope. What are you transitioning to? Oh, I had no transition. Oh, no, it was just, look, for the for the first time were- ever, it was like bulk, toilet. It was. Oh, okay. If you were transferring over to that exercise one, that would have been a great segue. Oh, you were talking oh about the one with um, where the you can exercise all you want, you don't get sore, but you have to talk about all the exercises you've done for the previous 24 hours. Yes. 48. First of all, that one just makes me, as I told you before, angry um, because I just imagine what do you call men who exercise a lot, especially? Gym rats. Yeah. yeah, I just like imagine that's not even like that's just it feels like a regular sentence like this is what they do they go to the gym and then they meet up with their bras and then and then they hang out and they're like hey what did you do yesterday uh, i did my lats and my glutes yeah i i don't think anyone wants anyone who isn't already one of them doesn't want to be one of them right because but then you start doing crossfit and next thing you know you are one of them yeah it, it's one of those things where you just become one of them all it's, right so it's how, how do you monkey paw this then how do you monkey paw this? how do you make this worse you're saying that this is already pretty bad how do you make because i mean you're already a, a bro so it's like that's truly awful already um let's see how do you make this up you get sore you don't get sore from exercise. I think the worst cost of this is sort of what I feel like is going through with my body because I started going to the gym regularly. I was going every other day. And then over the last two weeks, I've only been twice. And I feel like my body is already immediately getting soft again. And like the, the fat buildup that had finally started going down is coming back. So I think that you don't get sore from exercise, but you have to constantly exercise or you will just turn into a tub of lard. Right, so your like your resistance to muscle loss is just weakened to an ag- re- aggressive degree. It's like having to shave every day. You would have to exercise every day, or your fat beard would grow. Ooh, I've got one. Uh, so yeah, you don't get sore from exercise, but uh, exercise is ineffective on one of your arms and one of your legs. Oh, hypertrophy! No. So you, you have look one like a, buff arm and one that like just does not get better. Have you it's ever stuck seen where it is. a picture of the legs of NFL kickers? <laughs> no, I have or not. Cyclists. Yes. Oh, they're so creepy. <laughs> oh, they're sorry, cyclists. No, it's uh, like to all cyclists, you're great, and uh, you're going to go to the Olympics, and that's great. But your legs—it's like the legs of a horse on the body of a human. But like a, it's all NFL like, kickers is that, thigh, but right? only one leg. Because they have their one good kicking leg, and the other one's just there to stabilize. So the only one <laughs> leg has to be able to kick a ball sixty I mean, they yards. They could practice with both of them. No, just for, there's no point. Don't they do anything else? Like, are they literally on the team just for kicking? Yeah, 
There's a punter and a place kicker. All they do is kick. I feel like you should have to do other things. No, it's a very specialized role, and mm. it's very lucrative if you can are, do it. Are there very few of them? Or, I don't know. There's two per team. Okay. There's two? One, there's one punter who, if you know what punting is, that's when you kick it in the middle of play just down the field to give it to the other team. And okay. then there's the guy who kicks the field goals who might have to kick 60 yards at Those feel like those are the, should be the same guy. Those guys should both be able to kick. They're very specialized roles. Ugh. What a weird sport. <laughs> Mine, I have... I just thought of one. So okay. you don't get sore from exercise anymore, but at the same time, you can't tell. So you know when you're exercising and you're getting sore, it's like the whole idea of your muscles are like breaking down and rebuilding stronger. I don't know. Science. Yeah. Micro tears. Thank you. No, but thank you. Um, <laughs> but so you don't get sore anymore, but you can't tell how injured you are. Ooh, yeah. So then you might end up, what's that thing that um, CrossFit people get all the time? Ra- Smug? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh no, it's called it's ra, ra I cannot remember the name of it, but it's where your muscles start to break down uh and it can kill you. This yeah, sounds you have, bad. You do have to take rest between uh exercises like you can't do uh bicep curls every single day or your biceps will just rip themselves to shreds but in this case uh you don't feel sore and you don't know when you're injuring yourself yeah so that's... you might get ra- ra- rabid you might get rabid yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just start biting people it's something look at google google um uh crossfit muscles problems what yeah that's definitely one that's terrible for someone who is uh like a, a hard gym head and then not that bad though for someone who's like the thing a is casual no if you're, if that you're is casual, when you get injured yeah and if you're casual you don't you tend to push yourself more like at least me when i don't exercise a lot um because i used to exercise quite a bit in the past that's when i push myself and i'm more likely to get injured um also i find a lot of people who casually exercise are like, no, I can push myself even further. And again, that's when you get get injured. So I do think you're at risk for different reasons, whether or not you're casual or a a meathead. Yeah. I normally heard something that I'm not trying to exercise because I don't really know what I'm doing. Like I'll do a bunch of curls and my elbows will get sore before my bicep. I'm like, come on. That's because you're not stabilizing yourself. Probably. Or you're lifting too much weight because you're overestimating your ability. Well, I mean, I want to get it done quickly. That's gonna, yeah, but in the end, you're gonna hurt yourself, and then you're like, "Well, I wish I did two pounds." Yeah, two? No, you can go higher than two, though. I do about ten. Oh, for curls. Okay. Do it in multiple sets, taking rests in between. And... Yeah, I go back and forth. I just put on a TV show and then just curl until I get sore. No, that's that's not good. That is not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So the cost is you become medics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've got problems. All right, anything else standing out to anyone? Anyone else wants to make something? What about you? You terrible? didn't have one that. Yeah, let's see. Well, I mean, I've I've been on all these episodes, yes. so that's why I've already had my word in. But then you put your word in for us. Yeah. Okay, that's true. I mean, I yeah, I, I know I had one on the episode for Wolverine that I think I got cut out because it was the idea of you get Wolverine style healing factor, but you would lose off the end of your life the amount of time it would have taken to heal at regular speed. So every time you got like a a paper cut. It would be like a week off the end of your life, but it would heal immediately. Oh. Because it takes a paper cut. Oh, well, paper cut is like a couple days, I guess, right? So it's just like you don't have to worry about the time to take. That is a terrible cut. Yeah, exactly. That's why we didn't end up using it in the episode. But that's what I had pitched for that. I pitched terrible costs to lots of these thinking they were good and then going, oh, no, actually, no. These aren't good at all. Yeah. 
What number is that? Uh, that one was episode 33. So jumping off of Logan, I think the ironic cost of being Wolverine is cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what kills him in Logan? <laughs> I, I don't think it is. I think it just his healing stops working and he's he dies of old age because he's like... Oh, no, it's because the adamantium poisons him. Oh, right, that too. So it's kind of like cancer. It's not. It's that heavy metal poisoning. Also, isn't he like 300 years old? So he's still doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, still. He had a good run. If it hadn't been for that adamantium, he'd still be running. Yeah, probably. Man, that would suck then if you cured your own cancer. Because like, if it took three years to cure cancer, then that's three oh. years off the end of your life. Yeah. Also, you're just basically describing Deadpool. Because Deadpool is heal- Wolverine healing and, and cancer, and they just keep each other at bay. Yes, Deadpool is great. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a bad wish. What are you talking about? Uh, episode 47, you get to have a friend that is basically the same person as you, though technically they're a different, unique person, but they're the only person you can ever have sex with from now on. And you can gender swap them to match your That's horrible. I don't want to have sex with I mean, me. we went on a journey to get to that, that is, cost. But like, I, I feel like we could probably come up with a better cost for that if we're actually trying to be evil. Because we were just trying to balance it out between the two people who were there. That feels like just a weird conversation. Yeah, it kind of was. And Ralph wouldn't take it because he just would not oh, want to have okay. sex with just one person. Ralph, Ralph McLeod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> needs to continue sewing wildly. In, uh, Nope, nope, nope. That shouldn't be in there. I just wouldn't want to have if like that one person I'm gonna have sex with is. I don't want it to be me. Like I know me <laughs> so well. I hate me. I know it's like <laughs> some people like them. Well then, so. please introduce me to them so I can learn how to love myself. Okay, well let's uh, just let's ignore the second part of this one then, and just talk about the first part. So you get to have a friend who's basically the same person as you, but they're technically a different person. So you just get to have your friend. It's like like what people imagine having a twin is like but not the real part where there's all that envy. What would you be a good dark cost for that? I've met someone who was basically me before, and he hated me for years. Uh, it was not, it was oil and oil. They don't mix. Uh, <laughs> so have a friend who is basically me feels like a cost already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is, that is a monkey's paw thing. Okay. This feels like this would already be a tale in the book of monkey paw. Again, I liked it cause I, I, I have someone to play my co-op video games with who will order the same foods. I'm a picky eater. Like it works out for me. But what if, and this, I, this may just apply to me as being horrible, but what if you have a friend that's basically the same person as you, they're technically, they're a different, a unique person, but they act out all the things that I would never do. That you want to do or? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So just your id. (laughs) Yeah. So it might not be as horrible for other people. For me, I feel bad for the rest of the world. It would be awful. Would you also be envious of them doing all the things that you wish you could do, but like no better than? Right. Well, so some of the things I'd be like, oh, man, I wish I had done that. And I would be. Then other things I'd be like, oh, no. There was a reason oh, I did not do that thing. Yeah, I knew. I knew there was a reason why this was horrible. <laughs> and good God, uh, oh boy, I'm glad I'm not in person now. I, I feel I like, like the that monkey's paw, paw cost for this is that you have one that is the best of you. That it's you plus, but then there's also you minus. <laughs> and so, you have to have both. It's triplets now. Yeah. Yes. It's now triplets. It's that episode of Red Dwarf where they get split into three, and there's a good version of them and an evil version of them. And, and a mundane, normal version. Yeah. I mean, that's a deep cut pull because I don't think most of my listeners know Red Dwarf, but some probably do. Look up Red Dwarf. It's a great science fiction sitcom. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. 
Oh yeah, I, I like that's a good monkey paw. Yeah, that way you get the id and you get the condescending, uh, condescending better you. Uh, you get to have a basically you, but one who's a better you and one that's a worse you. I like that as a monkey paw. Hey, we did it! Yay! Yay. What if I just point at a random one? Do it! Do oh, it. just see what comes do up. It. Yeah. Tell me when to stop. Now. We already did that one. <laughs> <laughs> Go so again. Not a good. Uh, now. You regain the hair you've lost to baldness, but the hair on your head and face grow your height each day. I mean, that one... Did you have bald people here? Yeah, no, I had, uh, okay. I had uh, Gord Oxley and Kevin Matview, uh-huh. uh, two lovely bald gentlemen. Uh, I didn't weigh in on this one because I have uh, thick, luscious hair. Yeah, I So have... are we not allowed to... <laughs> no, we can still talk about it. Okay. Hey, now we're, now we're just... Someone's coming to us. They're bald. They want to regain their hair. How do we monkey paw them? How do I we... don't know. There's just times that I can't get a comb through my hair. It's so thick and full that <laughs> I wish I was bald. Is it just the cost is that everyone around them talks like we currently are <laughs> about our hair? That's, that's reality. They already have that cost. <laughs> just everyone rubs it in. In the most, that, that sad, that... The way we're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just the most condescending way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, mine's not as good as theirs. Or yeah, maybe it comes back, but it's still just not as good. <laughs> it's all right, but it's not great. It always comes back slightly worse. Yeah. Every time you cut it. I think you either have to lose something somewhere else, because if you're gaining something, there has to be a loss somewhere. Mm. So for men, the loss of hair is almost a loss of virility, a loss of attractiveness. So you lose your balls? Are you taking a dick off? Well, not all of it. (laughs) (laughs) What's the percentage? We got to do this in ratios. Every inch of hair is an inch of... Not so you have to shave it down wait, to get your so full length back. Also, Not shave it, shrinks. No, but so I'm, wait, no, I'm saying though, like no you're viscera. saying. So every time, so hypothetically, your hair grows. Um, you shave it down. Say it's an inch. Your hair grows back again. You shave it down another inch. Have you lost two inches? No. Uh, so every inch of hair that you have on your body, have on your top of your head, reduces the size of your gentleman sausage by, by the same a, length. Yes. So it's the same. You're, it's reduced from its natural size by the length of your hair currently. Yes. Your hair uh, growing shrinks your dink. So if uh, you want to restore it, you can go back to being bald. Look, I'm not going to lie. I have a thing for men with beards and shaved heads, so I'm all good. <laughs> Yeah, I think beard is outside of this because this is bald on the head, right? Yes, yeah. but I assume they have a beard in my specific situation. Yeah, yeah no, that's just your gentleman. <laughs> and uh, uh, they have no hair, so you know what? It's fine. Yeah, well, I mean, this is really us more trying to screw over someone else than so I like that's the elegance to that. Anyone. Yeah, I like the elegance to that because it really makes them make that choice every day, whether they're shaving or not. Also, I won't lie, head. for some people that, now I'm just talking, like, as a woman, yeah. for some people that wouldn't be horrible, because sometimes when it's smaller, it actually feels better. <laughs> yes. So, so when you're starting from a certain place, sometimes you might just want to have your hair grow out an extra inch, because, you know, that might mean not hitting someone's cervix. Yeah. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think <gasps> there is a, a, a male problem to not think that way. <laughs> I feel like it'd be even worse, actually, now that you said that, if every inch you grew, because it would become a problem. Wait, no. See, the thing is, you're thinking about this from the woman's perspective. Yeah, and this yeah. is a man wanting his hair for purely superficial reasons. This is stupid man thinking. But in my head, yeah. maybe it's because I don't have a penis. But what if if you started 
at a say we're just starting at yeah, the yeah, average yeah. six inches. <laughs> what if you start at the average six inches and if you were six inches, it would grow, and then if you were no wait, if you were It would become more extreme. I'm just thinking of what way, what size would it start being more extreme and then one would have to be smaller because extreme would also become an issue. Uh, maybe if they like shaved non-top of head hair, it would make it grow or something, but then too much. Yeah. Like if, they, if they like, for example, already had a beard and then they shaved it. But I, yeah. We're getting deep in the bush here. I, uh, 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 I, yeah, I think there's an elegance to to the shrinkage that I, I see your argument for the growth, but I think it's just harder to... You know what? Fine. At least you see my argument. I see your <laughs> argument. I see it. I just don't think... Uh, I think men are dumb enough about their penis sizes that they would not see that as a cost, even though it definitely was one and was hurting people's and cervixes. And baldness is also a superficial thing that <laughs> doesn't affect anybody's true value. Yeah, really. Baldness doesn't really hurt you other than how you feel about yourself or maybe how, how some, easy, some easy. people see about you. Yeah. Makes but honestly, you sexier. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I think I think bald people judge themselves for their baldness far worse than the rest of society. Especially if they commit to baldness. Yeah. Like, we're mad at them when they're like... Come over, I will awful. say, usually yeah. when they commit to baldness, they've it, those are usually the ones who are like confident in it. It's when they're doing the comb-overs, the hats... That's when it's like they're still in that weird place. But yeah. once they shave it off, they're just like, I'm bald. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence is always sexy. Yeah. And their dick is restored. <laughs> 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 All right. I guess let's let's use the method we were using before of randomness, but just uh, take it to just pick a number between 23 and 57. 32. Ugh. 32. Your phone battery is always at 100%. Uh, well, we, and you have great reception on your phone. What we had as the cost was that your phone only works as a phone. You had lost all smart. No, functions. no one wants a phone. It was not very popular. Uh, only Dana Puttycomb actually uses her phone as a phone. But I still think we could probably go monster. darker. I use my phone as a phone. What? How do you talk to people if You're... you want to hear them? Oh, I don't. I don't want but to hear them. I generally don't. Yeah. Not even my parents. <laughs> I'll text them when I want to meet them in person. <laughs> But okay, we could probably still go dark with this. So your phone is always 100% and you get great reception. But what? What else can we do to a phone? But you can only be calm when you use it. Uh, have fun calling 911. That's the only call you can make is 911? No, but you have to be calm whenever you use your phone. Oh, so if you ever okay. want to call because you're angry, I guess that's good in some ways. Because mm-hmm. if you're angry, it's like you can't call. Uh, if you're frustrated, you can't call. But then if you're scared, you can't call. Uh, this is basically just taking 911 off your phone. <laughs> it's really the only time this comes up, I think. So your phone battery is at 100% and you can never call 911. <laughs> I mean, I think you're good most yeah, of the time. I would never probably have to call 911. It's not the most of the time you're concerned no, about. No, it's, it's true. The one when it does time. come up, it would be bad. And it'd have to be like no one else around you can either, because like normally you just get someone else to call 911. Assuming emergencies is one of those costs that. N- is always in the back of the mind, but a good cost for this is that your selfie camera is always on and you are constantly Instagramming live story whenever you use your phone. So it's just, yeah, there's a constant live stream of what your phone is doing. There's a constant live stream and you can't put a filter on it. Yeah. Does so, that include also like a, a screen grab? No, 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 no. No <laughs> one wants to go that far. <laughs> but just, yeah, whatever your phone is looking at camera wise. 
no, yeah, whatever. The selfie camera is always on. Whenever you're looking at your phone, you are visible to the world. Now, this doesn't mean necessarily that there's anything that you don't want to see. It's just that you're always there. So that doesn't mean that people are going to be interested in you. It's just that if you're doing something that you might not want people to see or if you don't feel particularly good about the way you look that day. You can't look at your phone screen. Yeah. Because your screen is looking back at you. I mean, it already is. It's just this is now being shared. Yeah, now to the public instead of just Zuckerberg. Yeah. Ah, Zuckerberg. I think that's a good that's a good one on that. Yeah, that'd be horrible in the morning. I mean, I'm looking at your phone. I I think I'm I oh I definitely look at my phone in my bed. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, that's the worst. I definitely look at my phone on the the toilet. toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say you look at your phone on the toilet, Maddox? Yeah, I do. Your phone's right there. Yeah. That's disgusting. Well, I, no, just, I wipe I it down and clean it a fair amount <laughs> as well. Yeah. But I get bored in there. I used to have bathroom readers. I used to really love those bathroom reader trivia books. Uh, but my oh. current bathroom has like the top flush. So there's no place to put the book near the toilet. Plus toilet those basket. are also have a toilet basket. even more covered in bacteria. Oh, yeah. They're probably grosser. So because, yeah, I don't bring them. I never bring the paper book with all that coarse paper paper out of the bathroom to clean it but i like that because i always i hate like when i'm on my phone and i accidentally turn the camera on that's already horrifying it's never a good angle either like it's always like up your nostrils and think about your employer then being able to watch that live stream and seeing any moment that you're not not supposed to be using your phone (laughs) yeah yeah just checking the time You'd have to justify it. You'd have to always, yeah. You'd you'd get very conscious about facing your phone away from you a lot of the time. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't see your text. I uh, was doing something else. It just wasn't no, near my phone. Were. No, I wasn't. They always, no. They can know. They know. They always know. Damn it. My mom knows now. Or it would oh, that'd help. Be the, that'd be my mother's wish, probably. Just <laughs> <laughs> mother's wish for you. Yeah. Or it would kind of help you in the long run. How so? Because then it's like you'd become less dependent. If you, at least if you, unless you're someone who's like, I like looking at myself, you become less dependent on looking at your phone all the time. You'd probably go on social media less, um, and you just spend more time fidgeting with your phone. Yeah, but you'd probably just get like a fidget spinner and still fidget with that. Yeah, but no one's watching you fidget with your fidget spinner <laughs> unless I, you're I, on your phone. I still think you get the. F- I, I think you're still fidgeting, but yeah, maybe it'll be better. But you still won't want to do it. It'll still suck. It will still suck. I think that's a good monkey paw. All right, uh, 23 to 57. What do we got? Number, number, number. 30, have we done 37? I don't know. 37. Uh, no. This one is you get to be the most popular in, of kid in all of high school. Uh, and our old cost was you spend all that time with the itchiness of a wool cap on your head. Was what? the person who came up with this already popular? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. It was, both of them claimed to have been popular during high school. Who was it? Uh, that was Alia and Izzy oh. from uh, Tia Jokes. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, wow. What would it be like to have been popular in high school? Look, as someone <laughs> who was semi-popular, uh, you had to be most popular. I think we should think of it as more of like, yeah, we should think of this from the non-popular person <gasps> perspective. What would you have given up to be popular? And what can we do to ruin you because of that? I think it'd be funny if you were the most popular kid in all of high school, but you remain that same way forever. Because looking back on... Oh, you never mature? Yeah, and you stay that kid. Because looking back, 
at high school, like the popular kids, even if they weren't, I guess, immature per se, it was still like... What makes you popular in high school is not what makes you a good adult. Yeah, and it's like this... Again, even if it wasn't stereotypically immature, it still was like, this isn't cool at all. Even all the stuff that was cool in high school just is a bad look the further you get from it. Yeah. Right? Like even the style, like just wearing the same. Even so you, just like skateboarding, you maybe get another ten years where you're like, okay, they're like a young person that skateboard. When you get to like forty and fifty, it becomes strange to even be someone Tony who Hawk, it's weird. Yeah. It's like you're too old for this. <laughs> It's yeah. not your fault, but it, Jason Lee stopped skateboarding. <laughs> it seems it seems wrong. Yeah, so you get to be the most popular kid in high school, but you always you stay at that stage forever. Because knowing me, like I hate even if I was popular, I hated high school. I hate. I would never want to go back. That's like I would never want. When people are like, you can relive being a teenager, I'd be like, never. I never want to do that. I don't you know, care. I, I've definitely liked my life more as I've moved on overall. I don't know. I'd like to go back all leveled up and smarter with more experience points, basically. This one isn't going back leveled up, though. This is just, this is one is intended for someone going into high school. Mm -hmm. So this is not with the knowledge, just just getting cool on top of your high school experience. So, yeah, if you have to stay the same way going forward, especially as like trends change, and you're not even popular to high school (laughs) kids now anymore. You're just, I guess we were high school early 2000s for myself, those styles don't work anymore. But I think what you're missing is that you you look at the popularity as a product of having a certain set of looks or style or something that is appropriate to that specific place and time. But I think popularity is confidence and ability to make friends and like those social skills that you so build So you're up. a cocky piece of shit? But so you gain all that. You But... You're popular, so you're not a cocky piece of shit. So there has to be some sort of cost that takes away from that, that eats away, that doesn't affect the popularity. But maybe that depends on what school you went to. Because for me, the popular kids in my school, they were cocky pieces of shit who all had like... There was one kid I remember who's very popular and his dad, there was four kids in his family and his dad would give each of them a Hummer on their 16th birthday. That's just inappropriate. (laughs) Um, And that's that's that's, twice bad. That's like irresponsible parenting, just giving them like a full car on their birthday and then making it specifically a Hummer. You should know if it makes you feel better. uh, In the summer, I used to go to the convenience store and I used to get popsicles and I put it on the Hummer. (laughs) Just leave it there. Yep. I hope they were the ugly colors that would melt like a nice strawberry. Oh, I remember specifically I used to get like the SpongeBob ones. <laughs> oh, those have so many creams to them. Yeah. So when and when they melt, they just look creepy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I almost use the guy's name right now. Uh, Probably was, shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know I'm what the statue of to... limitations is on that. <laughs> also, I don't know what his dad would do because his dad was insane. Hmm. But I could not imagine someone like him in the world now as a functioning adult no um without someone just getting very upset with him (laughs) all the time so if you're popular in high school then you would have to be unpopular for the rest of your life i think that's basically Mm -hmm. the way we're putting it yeah like you get to have that time as pop all you get full popular for four years but you will never be popular again because you will always act in the same exact... I think that's just makes it even more terrible why you're unpopular is because you are holding on to your youth. It adds oh, a little flavor. And sadness. And sadness to the same thing of just you will never be popular again. So oh. I think that's a great cost for that one. We full monkey pod you. 
<laughs> All right. I'm going to pick a number because I don't really remember these episodes either. Uh, let's go with go 42. Okay. 42. Your children will live to be 100 right. years old with no major health problems and have a happy life, but you can't see them or even look them up after they turn 12. That's already as that's bad as it worst. possibly can. <laughs> like, you can't make that I, any worse. I looked that one up and it got a 50-50 split. Parents care about their kids a lot. They're willing to sacrifice a lot for their children. But it's like, it's that weird thing of, and I'm saying this as someone who's not a parent, I just, I can't imagine like you see those parents who are like, I'm, I gave up my, my child, you know, when I had them because I wanted them to have a better life and it was so hard for them. I can't imagine how hard it would be to then raise a person for 12 years, get to know them as a human and then be like, you're all like go into the world. And I know like lions and tigers do that, I think, or other animals do that. But I don't know. It's just. The idea, even as someone who's not a parent, the idea of doing that is, and this is weird coming from me because I feel like I'm not a sappy or nice person. Um, the idea of doing that is heartbreaking. Like it makes me so sad. To I think the reason that that happens often, though, is because you would worry about them, and the cost of the the setup to this wish is that you don't have to worry about them. Because they'll live to 100 years with no major health problems and have a happy life. I think what you're missing is uh, what happens to you in later life. Like, my parents are both retired and they're getting elderly now. And I think the major bulk of their current happiness comes from seeing their children and seeing their grandchildren and being a part of their lives. And that is... Look, Also, to me, when you leave, when you... When you don't see your child and you can't communicate with them after that, it does in a way feel like just a death in a way. Because, yeah, they're happy. Yeah, it's great, but they're not in your life. And even though you know they're happy, it's like they might as well be dead. Yeah, I know they're individuals so you, out there living their own lives. Are you expected to be okay with your 14 year old child make, being trying kidnapped? to make me more guilty for not calling my mom more? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Maddox, like there's this. your phone. Give her a call. <laughs> Let's bring her on here and see what she says. Look, this one balanced out. I, we did the test online. I know you guys have these strong feelings one way, but we can go worse with it. There's got to be ways to go worse with it. I like how it. you brought us here to make things worse. And yes. we're just like, no. I'm very surprised. I expected you both to be hateful people <laughs> All right. that were going to ruin this easily. So your children live to be 100 years old, no major health problems. But, but you they're... die in childbirth. Ooh, oh, that kills you. Actually, well, yeah. So, so it'd be your child. I guess children for men. But for women, your child. You just get the one. I don't yeah, know. All don't your know wives how... die in ch- for, for men. All your wives die in childbirth. <laughs> that also sucks too, because all your wives die. I guess you know the man should still die at childbirth. We'll just—it's <gasps> magic. So they both have to die. No, what? Like whichever one is you. Whoever takes the wish. So the other parent okay. still survives, but you get to have one child after you take the wish. If you have existing child, whatever. But this is for all future children. They die. You die. And you have to have at least one Don't more, I guess. Don't most parents find themselves willing to sacrifice their lives for their child? Let's go further. <laughs> they are murderer. They are Louis. They are Bill Cosby. That was what, one of my pitches was, yeah, they'll be healthy. They'll live 100 years uh, and you have to worry about them. But they will kill one other person at some point in their life. Your child? Your child will kill someone. Like, you and they'll just never know. get caught. And that's why they... Well, well they'll said- live... Whether they get caught or not is not protected by the wish, but you just know that they will kill someone. But it's someone. a happy life. Yeah. 
So they guess they, they get away yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah they're or awful. They're, fine they're a monster. It. They are psychopathically happy. Like, but yeah. So your child they will, will kill at least one other person, and it will be their fault. Ooh, what if they will kill? Because you said a happy life, and I feel like this is the only way you could still kind of live a happy life is if they killed someone, but you knew it would be their fault, but it wasn't like a murder, like a stabbing. So it's like Matthew Broderick killed that guy in his car in the what? 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Matthew Broderick killed a guy. He uh, yeah. hit him with his car in so the 80s. So it's one of those things. It's one of the, like, they will kill someone. It won't be intentional. Yeah, he's Ted but Kennedy, someone will die gets at away with hands. it. Right. So it won't be intentional for them, but you will know that that person died because you took this wish to protect your child. Yeah, like every rich that, uh, white kid horrible. who's That doesn't killed. seem that... <laughs> no, no, this is why it doesn't seem that bad in my head, because part of me is like, well, maybe that's just the circle of life, and they were meant to kill them. Maybe that's when they were no, meant no, no, to no. die. No, 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 but that's the thing. We're specifically saying... Well, now they, we know that where person, they get it That from. person wouldn't have died until you took this wish to protect your child. One more person who wouldn't have died otherwise will die at the hands of your child... Or steering wheel. Uh, or, the, or steering wheel of your child. Uh, but they'll still live a long, happy life. But this person is dead. Your kid did it. And you know it. You know it. I'd still take that over. Uh, I take the wish from my child lives to be 100 years and no major health problems. And he's Doug Ford. That would be worse. Oh. Yeah. And Annie Ford, really. Andrew Shear. We all voted. I mean, we I could have, probably generalize I will have that. voted by the time this comes out. I like voting on election day. It's more fun. Okay. I have the day off. We we could generalize it to like they're just on the uh, absolute far side of the political spectrum for whatever side you're on. Yes. <gasps> Like, because there's nothing worse than someone who disagrees with you. They're just scum. Yeah, and it's not it. Well, it's not a little bit, right? Like, if you're a moderate and you're so like, so I'm case, a little bit to the left or something, they're not a little bit to the right. It's like if you're at all to the left, we're not talking about family ties right. here. Yeah, no, they're so all. So my the child left. would be racist. Yeah. Oh no, it's self hating. <laughs> I mean, I think that would be. I feel like that would be worse. Would be than, racist on this wish. That would be worse, in my opinion, than killing someone but not like because in my mind so long as it's not like murder i'm like oh, okay whatever <laughs> um, if it was murder i'm like that's different but them being like a horrific racist i'm like that's all that's truly atrocious i couldn't that's worse yeah i think so too and i think the nice thing is is that even if someone who has different beliefs than us the far side of the other spectrum like if you were all the way radical the other way they would probably think that's terrible too I don't know if I would understand it as much, but like they would go like, ah, they're a terrible communist or something, and they'd be really mad about the it. The terrible thing is that when you throw this idea out to people, you do it on Twitter, which is already the <laughs> most extreme, nonsensical, violent arguments that there possibly We're not are. throwing the monkey paws out to Twitter. They don't need to see this. They can just listen over the internet like everyone else. All right, let's do one more before we wrap up. So what's, what's a good one to end on? All right, I, I, would, I like this one because it's so far out in left field. Which one is it? You can produce bees from your hands at will. That's uh, a good one to end on. Yeah, sure, let's but do But you bees. must name everyone and love them like a cherished pet is the original For, That cost. was the one I did. Oh. Oh, that was yeah. your, yeah. Because remember we were doing the, now I'm doing it again, the, the Spider-Man Yeah, yeah. Well, you produce bees by Spider-Man, yeah. Well, that's how I assumed they would come. Like, everyone that, assumes or, that. I thought you extend each finger and each finger produces a bee, but no. Like the somatic components of this is the Spider-Man hands. Yeah. So I, okay, my obvious... 
I think I'm going to go with this one if I'm trying to monkey paw it, is you produce bees from your hands at will. Uh, but it's basically like whenever you make a certain hand gesture, so you could do it accidentally all the time and just make bees by accident. Like it's really hard to control. Like you're making the thumbs up and the bees come. Ah! Yeah. Like maybe it's like whenever you just uh, like fully grasp your fingers or something. So like you could accidentally just like, oh, bees, bees, ah! You can produce bees from your hand at will, but every kid, but every kid is basically Macaulay Culkin from oh, My Girl, no. <laughs> and every child will die if stung by a bee. Oh, so the bees always like Go home in kids. on the nearest child. Not necessarily <laughs> that, but just that every child in the world can be killed by a bee sting. So oh, okay. There Although is... in the movie, he was killed by multiple bee stings. Well, I'm not just going to release one bee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's counter is like a single bee does nothing. You need a swarm for anything to get done. Like you want to pollinate. See, that's kind of good too because I remember one of the arguments that came up on the episode was the idea, of like, yeah, I'll use this to try to save the bees, right? I'll make. No, it was the opposite because that was what I was saying. It wasn't a save the bees thing. It was someone wanted to save the bees. We definitely want. We definitely to need to save the bees. Uh, <laughs> no, because I remember mine was like. You every time you take a bee, like you shoot out a bee, bees then die in like somewhere else. Yeah. So then you're taking away the bees. But we so were so when, we were Cantalus bee perspective. What I'm saying is, some, we were saying that one of the perks of taking this wish would be that you could try to replenish the bees, which is why you came up with that killer bee cost. <laughs> but course. with this, yeah, it'd be nice because if you can, if you try to go around the world trying to save the bees by making bees, you're also killing off all the children. I guess it's no endangering. Tur- you're endangering. Yes, you're endangering. Wait, children turn into adults, right? Yeah. Yeah, you would like uh, like like puberty. You would then oh, lose your okay. ability. To, you, so it's around that goes away. sixteen, eighteen. You are no longer allergic to bees unless you would have been anyway. When you get the hair down there, oh, you boy. can take a bee sting. Unless you were just allergic. Period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't, this wish isn't going to make you. Yeah. Some grow people out are of, just allergic. Some if people you're are allergic to bees. You're screwed. You're screwed. You're screwed already, yeah, but. Until the age of at least 13, you are extra vulnerable. Which would be weird because everyone would assume they grow out of it at puberty and be like, you know what? I don't have to be scared of bees anymore. And then some of them still would. Some of them still But some of them do would. now. Yeah. So. But they, yeah, you just, you'd think it would be more of a thing. You'd think it would be part of the process. But Teenagers you, would be like, I'm old enough. I can take a bee. And it'd be like something they do like to prove their manliness and how what? adult they are is like they get stung you, by a bee on purpose. Is this something you did? I'm saying the world would go like that because it'd be like a way to prove that you're mature. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm mature and tough. I can take a bee and then they'd like throw bees at you and then be like, so oh, in no. this world, when you've lost your virginity, you're no longer allergic to bees. <laughs> Is that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so yeah, every uh, penis measuring contest between teenage boys comes down to can you take a bee sting? <laughs> can you take can a you, bee? Can you take a bee sting? Well, you know, you're also bald. So. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> You can produce bees from your hands at will. I don't know why, but I've been watching a lot of documentaries with Richard III, and I kind of want to involve him in this some way. Please do. Richard III, he's uh, My he's, Kingdom for a Horse, right? Pardon? Yes. He's uh, My Kingdom for a Horse, killed the, the Shakespeare. Two, yeah. Last yes. House of York. Yeah. Yes, okay. killed his his uh, nephews. Uh, well, we don't know, but I do think he did. You can produce bees from your hand at will. But you get a hunchback. <laughs> it was just scoliosis, and it was not a hunchback. Yes, sorry, yes. They found his body in a car in, park. Yeah. 
And now it's in a cathedral. <laughs> a lot of educational information about Richard III coming out yeah. on this question I about being Yorkist. I'm going to figure it out. They're yeah. going to connect. Wrap it around. We will connect return the House of York to the throne and produce bees. Yes, that's that's what's going to happen. You produce bees, but the house goes back to York. <laughs> the, it, the War of the Roses rages again. The War of Roses again. <laughs> yeah, let's see what Meghan Markle does, huh? Uh-huh. Huh? Oh yeah, you produce bees and it pollinates the roses. Therefore, they the, the Tudor rose and all that goes. Uh, up. Yeah, it's a stretch. I think I so like we're the kids starting dying a war again. Anaphylactus mm-hmm. better. No, that's good. That's I guess you're starting a war. Okay, you can that's good. Bees you can well. produce bees, but you start the second war of the roses. <laughs> I mean, they call themselves Windsors, but we know they're Hohenzollern. So no, Hohenzollern Saxe-Coburg von Gotha's. Yes. That's their actual name. They we changed it in World War One. We didn't do video games, but we did history. <laughs> yes. All finally, right, I'm in. Well, that's uh, that's the monkey paw for this year. And then the Jacobites just come in out of nowhere. <laughs> we'll join you next year for some more monkey paw wishes. And we'll join you next week for another normal break-a-wish. Uh, th- I'm Maddox Campbell. This has been... Kyle Scott. And Cassie Ogbana. And be careful what you wish for, everyone, because sometimes monkey paw. Is that your new tagline? Just, <laughs> just on this one. Just on this one. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Caverns and Comedians is a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring Toronto comedians playing Dungeons and Dragons. We roll the dice, but we edit that out to just give you the nice role-playing experience. Featuring acts of heroism. I've got his wallet. I mean, I, I didn't mean to kill him, but he was bad, right? We're pretty sure. Do I have to heal you? I don't want to. Can't you just die? Ooh, a dungeon master! My safe word is potato! Stumbling towards goodness one roll at a time. Caverns and Comedians can be found on iTunes, Google Play, or kicksandgigglesentertainment.com. So, you just got done listening to the new episode of this podcast, and now you're looking for another one to get into. I know what you're thinking. But Cody, the new podcast I want to get into is an improvised comedy with a horror theme. Well, guess what, little podcast fiend? You're marking up the right alley. Because I'm one of the hosts of Spooked, the improvised scary story podcast where it's never scary and sometimes a story. Now you're thinking... Wow, that sounds awesome, but where do I find that? Well, the same place you found this one, thesonarnetwork.com. You click on it, you listen, and get ready to get spooked.